weekly dose of wellness brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. And welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today we'll be discussing the symptoms and treatment of nasal allergies and chronic nasal drip. Our guest is Dr. Michael Cho, an otolaryngologist with Saddleback Memorial and Head and Neck Associates of Orange County. Welcome, Dr. Cho. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm wonderful, and I'm hoping you can tell me what is chronic nasal drip and what causes it. You know, chronic nasal drip is a condition that really affects a lot of people these days, and uh, it's separated into two major bodies, uh, allergies and non-allergic uh, chronic nasal drip. And condition where basically you have uh, mucus that's overproduced and either comes out the front or uh, of your nose or goes down the back of your throat. Okay, that's pretty easy. Now, what are the symptoms of chronic nasal drip? Uh, sometimes people have just the drainage. Other times uh, people will have uh, allergy symptoms of sneezing, stuffy nose, uh, even pressure and headaches at times. Uh, lastly, in very severe cases, it can progress to infections with colored drainage or fevers. Wow, not pleasant. Are there ways to stop chronic nasal drip? Uh, typically these days, uh, there's a lot of medications that are pills or sprays that, that it can address those symptoms, and they're usually uh, available over the counter, but also some of the prescription medications are even more effective and are available to your physician. Got it. Okay, so there is some relief in sight. So how does chronic nasal drip differ from nasal allergies? So uh, people mostly refer to chronic nasal drip as the type of drip that's from non-allergy drainage. And uh, it's usually patients that are older and on multiple medications. Um, they don't respond to pollen and, and uh, you know, grass and tree exposure. They are triggered uh, by temperature, uh, exercise, sometimes even food, uh, or dust and um, certain barometric pressure changes. Okay, now can these two different types be related to one another? Uh, they can, uh, in the sense that you can have both, uh, but they are two different entities, uh, but they both have similar symptoms, uh, meaning, you know, when you have allergies to grass and trees, you have very similar congestion and dripping symptoms as you do with non-allergic uh, nasal drip. Okay, so of course it's important for a patient to distinguish, and in that case, when should you see a doctor for nasal allergies? I'd say most people should, uh, you know, go out and try some of the over-the-counter medications, such as Flonase and uh, antihistamine pills, such as Claritin. And usually after giving it a try for three to four days, if there's no improvement, then I think it would be time to seek the consultation of a, of a physician. Okay, that uh, sounds pretty reasonable. And are there ways to prevent nasal drip or nasal allergies? Uh, chronic nasal drip, uh, the non-allergic type, can be prevented if you remain indoors and avoid major temperature changes or avoid uh, exercise. And, and those kinds of things are obviously not a good idea. So uh, it, there's not very easy ways of preventing non-allergic nasal drip. Now, nasal allergies, usually exposure to grass and trees, um, or dust mites and other allergens can be prevented if you use a HEPA filter, even uh, air conditioner on, or the fan in your house running through filters that filter the house, and mattress that covers that protect you from dust mites and these sort of uh, allergy type um, uh, preventative techniques. 
Got it. Okay. My mom always had a little drip on the end of her nose uh, late in life. Is is that post-nasal drip or is that something else? So that that's the non-allergic type that so many people are, are afflicted by and they, you know, see an allergist and try to get treated and it doesn't work and they give up. And so uh, those, those are the non-allergic nasal drip or the formal name is non-allergic rhinitis. And those are the type of... Uh, uh, drip issues that can't be treated through a physician and getting a medications that dry the nose. Uh, notably, something called ipratropium or atrovent, uh, which isn't commonly used. And so normally you may have to see another laryngologist to kind of uh, try that medication for chronic nasal drip. And um, are there side effects associated with that? Uh, sometimes people get uh, dry mouth, um, sometimes feel a little sleepy, uh, but that spray usually lasts about four to six hours and can be repeated throughout the day, and the dose can be changed. You can do one spray or half a spray, and so it's really a good way to kind of combat that problem in some of our population of patients out there that don't respond to the normal allergy treatment. Okay. And what are some of the treatments available for nasal allergies? So besides the over-the-counter pills of claritin, antihistamines, and also uh, Flonase uh, nasal steroid sprays, which is another broad um, group of treatments, uh, there are antihistamine nasal sprays out there, similar to claritin, but that go through the nose. And then more advanced treatments beyond that would involve the analogous skin, skin tested and considering uh, shots uh, that desensitize you to whatever you're allergic to. So if you're allergic oh. to trees usually have tree serum that uh, they, you know, inject into your skin that allows you over the period of months to years to become desensitized and uh, is a way to, you know, quote-unquote, cure your allergies. So there is relief for people who are thinking. So at what point do you really go to see a doctor about your post-nasal drip? I would say that um, if it's affecting you more than a week or two, I really encourage patients uh, to come see us. But sometimes... You know, patients come see us after years of seeing multiple doctors and not having any success. And I, I think that, um, uh, you know, we, we can give them a certain a wider range of options that, uh, that they may not have seen in earlier encounters with physicians. And so I would say anyone who has issues like this, um, they should come to an otolaryngologist and get evaluated or reevaluated uh, in combination uh, with an allergist. Tell us about some surgical options for people with extreme cases. You know, there's um, patients that don't respond sometimes to medications or respond partially. There are in-office procedures where we use radiofrequency or um, sort of vibration uh, uh, treatment to the tissue in their nose to shrink it permanently or semi-permanently. And so these office procedures, usually 30 minutes or so, can help with a lot of these symptoms. And then... uh, even more aggressive than that would be surgical intervention in the operating room where we actually remove or respect this tissue, these turbinates that um, kind of afflict patients with chronic nasal drip. As you said, a wide variety of options that we didn't used to have. Definitely, definitely. What would you say to a person suffering from post-nasal drip in 2017? I would say that um, there are a line of new medications that are coming down the pipeline over the next year to five years, which are really exciting for patients. And uh, patients that have allergies and allergic drip, or as we call it, allergic rhinitis, but also patients with non-allergic rhinitis. And so 
I think that for patients that have seen doctors in the past with this condition and have kind of given up on it, uh, may have a renewed sense of hope that some of these newer medications and treatments might be of value to them. And how do these new medications differ? Uh, most of them are higher generation, higher dosages without having the same side effects. Uh, some of them are completely different classes of medications that attack the inflammatory pathways that cause the cascade of symptoms of swelling and dripping and sneezing. Uh, so there are multiple ways that they differ from the older medications that have been out for a longer period of time. So patients, keep checking in with your doctors. We're not sure when these uh, are going to be available, but uh, in the next five years. So there is hope. Definitely. And I think um, anytime you have questions, you're seeing your physician and seeing what other new opportunities out there are, it's always a good way to go in terms of continuing that line of communication. Well, we thank you so much, Dr. Cho, for your time and your expertise today. We really enjoyed having you on the show. Pleasure. Thank you very much. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Have yourself a terrific day.